0: Hi friends, it's Aislinn. And
1: Joe, welcome to season three at our dinner table.
0: And nothing is off limits at our dinner table. So settle in, Mm. grab your favorite beverage. And pull up a chair. Because we have a lot to talk about.
1: So Susie's sitting there, she's like, what a treat this is. Yeah, exactly. And I go, yeah, I hate living here. (laughs) I'm in the test kitchen night uh-huh. for the upcoming sold-out Long Lunch Club. Yep, that you know, happened Farm-to-table thing that we're gonna, you know, yep, host. Yep, yep, yep. What a burden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's sold out today.
1: Congratulations.
0: Thank you. It's, I'm really excited about how this particular event is coming together. I
1: got to try the food, and so I'm telling you, it's going to be a winner.
0: That's a part of the deal with this whole thing: that is, is that deal. we're gonna, we are doing the cooking we love it. Like we really
1: enjoy this. I asked your mom, which would you prefer the long lunch club, a smaller group that y'all are in charge of mm-hmm, cooking or mm-hmm. the bigger farm to table with the guest chef. She said, Oh no, the long lunch clubs in my wheelhouse.
0: Yeah. It's working out really well. And speaking of that, Hey, you guys, thanks for joining us at the dinner table again. It's speaking always an adventure guests, at the dinner table and a we're seat, glad you're here. Grab a drink. Yeah, as usual, it's been a packed week in the J-Hack household, but it has also been preparation time for that long lunch club event. It's dinner table talks. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, it's literally that, except the subject is focused on seasonality of vegetables, Mm -hmm. the ones that I'm harvesting heavily out of the garden and things that I would encourage other people to grow in their gardens. And I know there's going to be a lot of those particular things at the farmer's markets, so I want to teach people how to use that produce tips and tricks on how to grow it, how to harvest it, you know, all of those types of things. But more than that, what I'm finding is, is that people just love the idea of a long lunch, like take a break, go have a long lunch. And it's an intimate affair with excellent local food where you're supporting someone in your community. And tonight my mom's friend Susie was, she comes and stays here sometimes because they play tennis together. And mom was like, so you're going to get to be here for test night. And it was such a fun time. I told her you got the VIP long lunch club experience (laughs) because she came in and helped. She made the ice cream, basically. You know, she put all the, I mean, it wasn't her recipe, but she made the ice cream. Right. Spoilers, exactly. It was spoiled. Let me tell you, this is the second long lunch club and we have a habit of making ice cream, homemade ice cream. This is a fun adventure.
1: But using those same ingredients.
0: Yes, exactly. You have ice cream. You have a theme of ingredients. Gotcha. So like last month, it was the Trombocino. That's exactly right. And then, of course, basil as well, because I threw that in there. And not thinking ahead like, oh, okay, next month's going to have to be, you know, something with herbs, because that's what we have the most of right Right. now is
1: herbs. Well, are you going to reveal the menu, or you want to wait until after it happens and you can talk about it?
0: No, I'm not going to reveal the whole menu, but I do want to say that the fun part about a test kitchen is, is that we then take all of those recipes, and they're recipes of other people's that we've used, but now we take them and we start to turn them into our own recipes. Because we're doing farm-to-table, every single thing that I can pull out of my garden Mm -hmm. rather than purchase from the grocery store is another level of just making it a tastier meal, a more special meal to discuss at our long lunch, intimate dinner table talks. But But it is added to an extremely hectic month. Every single day of this month has been something that has to be done. Some preparation for
1: something. I thought that last night, Tuesday, was going to be the night where I got to come home and just spill into the couch. (laughs) And then you said, hey, it's senior night, volleyball. Yes. So then I thought that tonight was going to be the night. (laughs) The power went out at the office and we're getting ready for this stupid garage sale (laughs) that I can't wait for it to be over. (laughs) And I can't wait for that house to be out of my life.
0: Yeah, so and I'm, not, the,
1: I'm not even counting. Like, hey, by the way, step into the test kitchen. We have prepared a meal. All you have to do is sit down and eat it. Now yeah, that's see, lovely.
0: I was about to say, I, I thought my day was like heaven on earth. I mean, I... <laughs> and
1: during dinner, you like, go. By the way, when we're done with this, we're going to go record the podcast. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> exactly. so if I fall asleep during the show, just
0: welcome to my world. By the me. way, welcome to my world. Well, yeah, it's been a nonstop busy month, but I'm really enjoying it. And today was, I like the busy schedule. I do. And The last
1: thing you want is me to come home and invade your heaven on earth with that kind of bitchery. So I I apologize. Listen, I've got
0: to speak about that, okay? (laughs) There's this particular subject that has been coming up over and over again. It's speaking of invade your world with this bitchery, right? One of the things that has been occurring... On the social media thing. And I still do social media because it's how I run my business. Like that's how I communicate. It's part of the system of communication. Mm-hmm. But I have seriously begun understanding that even more than what I did before in algorithm shifting, I have got to shift that algorithm even more. I have got Explain. to what, choose what do you, what do you mean? my channel because if three messages, photos posts, whatever, in a row from three people, and my stuff is not private. Like, my social media is public. Mm-hmm. Everybody, that, anybody that wants to see it, anybody that wants to comment can and does. In the Facebook world, you have to actually choose to be friends with someone, and then you get a friend following, blah, 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 blah. I have got to stop following people that I don't even know
1: yeah, that I complain was... all
0: the time. Yeah. <laughs> like the rest of it is fine. I, I love to follow people I don't know. Yeah, I love to have the connections. I run my business on connections. there's some commonality that
1: gets you into their world to begin with, a friend of a friend or something that they posted that a friend posted. And you're like, I like what they like. And you then know, like... I
0: don't know that that's true anymore. I think that there's but some But how algorithm... are you following
1: people that complain all the time? How, how do you get there?
0: For one thing, there's certain groups that I run that you can't be in the group unless we're friends Oh, okay. because it's a close connection group. I don't need just a giant public group.
1: So someone wants to get in the group or a friend of a friend wants to get in the group in order to get into the group, y'all have to become friends.
0: Once we become friends, then at least I can message somebody. We can, we've got a, a little bit of a closer connection. Sure. But I have just decided that I get to choose what I watch on my screen. And when I'm scrolling through my screen, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the bitchery. It's just constant bitchery all the time. And you know what? I don't believe we have as much control over that particular algorithm as we used to. I think they're pushing shit on us. I'm seeing things that don't make sense. They don't match me. They're not my things that I would pay attention to or mm-hmm. whatever. And so, are you
1: unfollowing like a maniac?
0: I'm unfollowing a lot and maybe what it is, maybe it's not that that particular stream is messing with the algorithms and sending negative things out on purpose, like pushing negative things harder. Maybe that's not what it is. Maybe what it is, is that I'm getting more public than I realize. like it's happening more and more and more. And so even though I may not be clicking on their things, they're clicking and watching my things. And it's like, I don't even know
1: who you are. And you bitch. It should be fun. And it should be the fun that you want to have. Yeah, that's If the not... bitchery is fun to you, go nuts.
0: Exactly. Exactly. There's actually this thing called doom scrolling, where you purposefully... Like, your your feed is nothing but the darkest and the and the... What's the psychological
1: reason why I would want that?
0: We've talked about this a million times. Like, people that feel more comfortable in pain. It's addiction to feeling that pain people
1: doing the opposite feeling that, you're doing. that
0: depression they're feeling... unfollowing
1: their pleasant friends
0: i guess so they're
1: unfollowing well, because folks sometimes
0: that... that stuff makes people mad people that are like well, loving Facebook and getting bright the place to you and... because
1: i mean it is the ultimate like narcissism tool and i use it so i'm not judging anyone but i've gotten away from posting anything like i, I don't yeah, post even... much it's not fun anymore
0: it's not that it's not fun anymore it's that we need to take more control over what we f- are Consume. allowing to watch. Why, why? Yeah. I don't give... I'm not, I'm not going to watch that news crap no more than I'm going to watch you complain. Do you know how many times over the last decade my gas pump has gone off at $75? Oh. So fucking what? Yeah, they're... Yeah. You know what? I graduated from college in 2001, man there weren't no freaking jobs okay like you lost me i just mean like the complaints of it all life is hard enjoy it joe so quit bringing your bitchery oh, up no, into no. my heaven on earth i'm
1: coming in and i'm letting you know what happened in my day. <laughs> bringing it all back can to you me. see
0: the little the little like um the little trigger that happened Do you know how many times my gas pump has clicked off at $75 in the last decade? Get over it.
1: Unanswered questions. questions. I thought that we made pho on this show before.
0: We never made pho on this show.
1: We hadn't. We're going to make that instant pho pho coming up. Good. Then, in last week's Mutual of Omaha Freedom Harvest Farms episode. Do
0: you think people would feel that way? For real? We talked
1: about animals a lot.
0: We did, but Mutual That's... of Omaha.
1: Well, Animal Kingdom.
0: I thought Mutual of Omaha was like an insurance company. Or it something. is.
1: They sponsored. <laughs> you're old. Oh, totally.
0: <laughs> Half the audience doesn't even know what the hell you're talking about.
1: Well, then they haven't unanswered a question <laughs> to go figure out. Marlon Perkins was the host of Mutual of Omaha. I kind of, of barely remember and that. There I were might only have been three, three channels on four. TV, <laughs> and on Saturday or Sunday. In the middle of the day, the cheetah ran. The exactly, it was you were seeing pre Discovery Channel programming. Uh huh. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, <laughs> you mentioned fainting goats. Yeah, there is a thing called fainting. I know. I'd never heard of it before. It's I told the, you.
0: I told you that, and then there's some kind of goat that lives in a tree, and they're like the whole tree is filled with goats in Africa. That's a thing. Another answer
1: question. I'm not, you put that gong away. I, I'm,
0: Come on. We could do some goat talk.
1: They're often called myotonic goats, Tennessee fainting goats, or stiff leg goats. <laughs> they don't technically faint. They don't lose consciousness, but they stiffen up and fall over when they're startled. You and I watched a little YouTube <laughs> video before we got started because I'd never even seen this before. That's pretty funny. Right now, push pause, go over to YouTube, and look up fainting goats. We'll post that on our social media. I'm empathetic to these goats, but I'm laughing at the entire time. (laughs) When a fainting goat is startled or feels extreme fear, muscles throughout the body freeze for a few seconds. Because of this, the goat falls over. Although older goats will often learn to deal with the condition and manage to stay standing, even though their muscles have seized.
0: Oh, you can tell that some of them in those videos were trying really hard to stay standing. Yeah, you could see that happen. Whereas some of them were like, ding, ding, and other ones were like, I'm up, I'm up. Oh, I'm going down.
1: <laughs> the theory is that the chemical rush that most animals experience from fear or excitement is somehow blocked in the fainting goats. So instead of the flight or fight, uh-huh. their muscles lock up instead and they just fall over.
0: So why don't we study more of that kind of stuff? Maybe, I guess we do. Like, is there is there like real studies about how goat that faints nerves could be related to other people and human things that we deal with.
1: What can we learn about the human and then species I guess is that is that studying moral, these goats,
0: studying a goat, like I guess if you did it safely and kindly, right? Humanely, that's the right word.
1: The older I get, the more sympathetic I am to animals that are used for medical testing.
0: Well, yeah, but also I still believe animals do not have the same kind of consciousness that humans do.
1: I agree with that too, and I don't think all dogs go to heaven. Now, I can pull out the gong to see... My dog
0: goes to heaven every day. Okay. I'll show you a video.
1: I can pull out the gong to answer the question, have they studied fainting goats for human (laughs) muscle seizures or not?
0: That seems like a really deep, unanswered question.
1: That you want to hear? No. Agree. Well, how about this? This is (laughs) lighthearted. The recipe said that it was a fall vegetable au gratin. Uh Uh-huh. But you call it a ratatouille. I do. Got me thinking. Uh Uh-huh. What's a ratatouille? Like, what does it have to be to be called a ratatouille? Uh Uh-huh. And same with au gratin. Get your mind ready. I'm going to ask you, what's an au gratin in just a second? Okay. Get your mind ready. Get your mind. A ratatouille. Uh Uh-huh. A vegetable dish consisting of onions, zucchini, tomatoes, eggplant, and peppers, fried and stewed in oil,
0: sometimes
1: served cold.
0: Okay, so we didn't fry it. That's really the only difference. And you put parmesan on the other
1: one. Now, that's the Oxford Dictionary. Uh Here's the Webster's Dictionary. A Uh seasoned stew made of eggplant, tomatoes, green peppers, squash, sometimes meat, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't talk about the frying. Mm. Oh. Now, what's an au gratin? Potatoes au gratin. Vegetables au gratin.
0: Vegetables cooked in stew type. I don't sprinkled know. Sprinkled
1: with breadcrumbs or grated cheese or both and browned. That's what...
0: Anything sprinkled anything with...
1: Anything sprinkled. So okay. because I put the Parmesan cheese on top and browned it, broiled uh-huh, it. Uh-huh, Au gratin.
0: Ratatouille is a better word than au gratin. Going Wait, a little... Is it? Ratatouille au gratin. Ratatouille Going a little au deeper
1: into it, how long are we going to have squash, peppers, onions...
0: Tomatoes. The things
1: to make this up?
0: I don't know. I mean...
1: Weeks? Tomatoes is already...
0: uh, Tomatoes is a who knows. Okay, but I bought Um, these
1: tomatoes at the store.
0: Eggplants. Yeah. As long as... Until we have a big freeze, we're going to have eggplants.
1: Ratatouille. There are seven, eight, depending on what you're looking at, types. It's still the same thing. It's peasant food. It's taking the stuff that's available right now and cooking it. Mm -hmm. We could do a sub journey of the ratatouille the seven eight different types all i need is those ingredients that's why i ask because you loved this think, dish we'll talk yes, about how i we think, even think made i'm it gonna again. get
0: bored of it like i do things
1: okay okay
0: so. plus also we need to make pizza again well, how about I love this pizza. the next
1: time that you want the ratatouille i'll do a different style of it and we'll so we can talk about it okay sure i wonder how many people knew that all groton definition because i think that every time you listen to dinner table talks you walk away learning something i hope so you said that Doritos came out nacho cheese flavor, and uh-huh. it got me thinking. I knew that wasn't accurate, and I'm not trying to call you out for not being right because you're going to n- remember exactly what I'm saying. Did you know that Doritos were originally made at the Casa de Fritos uh-huh. at Disneyland in Anaheim, California in the early 60s? No. And they were so popular at that one restaurant mm-hmm that a vice president from Frito Lay uh-huh. said we need to maybe do something here. Uh-huh. They began manufacturing them mass production outside California happens with chips
0: because chips, you know that that you people start going to a restaurant because they have really good chips mm-hmm. like that happens. And then they
1: say we should market these chips. And we
0: start bagging them up, and then after a while, like it's like Julio's chips, although.
1: The yeah. original Dorito flavor was just toasted corn. They took a, the surplus tortillas, they fried them. You know
0: them. what? I do recall a Doritos on the shelf that was no flavor. It, it was, was like just a, a corn chip. It was toasted corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad, but the nacho cheese is what my dad got. They and would, then Cool Ranch. They the would cool fry
1: them up out. and then add a basic seasoning that resembled the chilaquile. Like that seasoning, but of course Uh they're 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 dry. Yep, yep. The second flavor so so the first Dorito was released nationwide in nineteen sixty six, that toasted corn, then one year later followed by taco. Taco. I remember seeing those. No way. The toasted no way. The (laughs) toasted corn just went away a few years ago. The original Dorito, they took it off. Taco's been gone for a while nacho cheese introduced in 1972 and it was the first when it was released in 1966 they really were the leader in the toasted corn chip world hmm. don't say you don't learn anything on this show <laughs> now of course you got doritos 3D and like, All the as doritos. you say cool ranch and they i mean they're coming up with some oh cool ranch is old flavors. school
0: too cool ranch is OG it, it's OG when they started like dipping their toe into different flavors i get i see i can't get past the fact that nacho cheese doritos the there's thing. Doritos jacked jacked
1: and now they've got one called Dorito's loco which is the nacho cheese and the cool ranch together on the same chip that kind of makes
0: me all nauseous all of that makes me nauseous I think
1: we're gonna have a theme throughout this episode <laughs> one year ago today
0: what are we doing here what are we doing here
1: one year ago today? A a a ago Episode 2.09, mm-hmm. you said right here on this air that I made the best pork chops you've ever eaten. Well, even since then, you've
0: made pork chops again that I was like, these are fantastic. Do you remember? Those were done in the Instant in Pot And the leeks a on ago. them or whatever. Oh,
1: yeah, the Dijon mustard yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You was, make good pork chops. We highlighted that a few weeks ago.
0: The thickness of the pork that I'm you're I'm going to give it all the turkey our... hollow where yeah, I buy yeah. my
1: pork chops at the farmer's market. It's clearly, their pork chops are stellar because I haven't been able to beep them up
0: you're gonna beep them up
1: i also made the goat curry that i said last week right. i would make the goat curry this week yeah 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 that didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> then you led a conversation about how you went to a restroom at one of the swankiest restaurants what in- would be considered a five star in our town right and it <laughs> in was our so area. D- dirty
0: it was like they hadn't cleaned up from the bar scene from the night before we got the into, like pukey bar, floor bar scene. Yeah,
1: and we got into a conversation about our city's kind of self-esteem.
0: Yeah, I, that hasn't changed at all. It hasn't, at all.
1: It hasn't changed. Although in the last three four months, there has been an uptick in very interesting businesses that I think we would be patronizing if we still more often if we still lived there. A new locally sourced, regionally sourced butcher is coming in right right, right when we move. Right, right, right. That new plant store downtown. I mean,
0: yeah, for sure. The thing about it is, I is think that...
1: that COVID and the pandemic is pooping out businesses and attitudes and pooping ideas. Them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a boa constrictor. No, no, like, no. Like COVID squeezed people's thoughts and got people thinking about how they're living and why they're living and what they're eating and and this job sucks and I don't oh, want to yes. go back to it and exactly. da, da, and it's pooping out pooping out. Innovation and interesting ideas with a lot of people in our community and communities across the world.
0: Absolutely. And I was like perfectly, perfectly aligned to step right off into mine just like that too. It's so fantastic.
1: You're a poop out too?
0: I'm a poop out. I'm a poop out. No, there's a whole thing going on with a generation right now. A generation, maybe two generations, you know, or the butt ends of, you know, I'm the Gen X barely and the the millennials, basically, mm-hmm. they're just like, yeah, no, not, not going to do that and, and stepping away. But you know what? There's a lot of people stepping away from their jobs right now. There's a lot of shifting going on. And I think it's a good thing. I am quite, like you said, I am quite impressed with the changes that I see happening. And frankly, all just gives me better choices to go to like fantastic restaurants, like the one we went to the other night before Savannah's theater performance. Dow, Dao.
1: Did you just shift us over? Yeah. Oh, I was going to talk about uh, the new city a little bit. I don't think you want me to.
0: No, I just want to go to Dow.
1: You want to go to Dow because you enjoyed it so much.
0: I just thought it was a good shift because I will we say this: talking about, about restaurants, we our got new good city. Restaurants.
1: Right, one thing: there is a patch around the grocery store, uh-huh. around the liquor store, around the pharmacy of garbage, of no cell service. And people are talking about it. You have cell service as you drive into town. You get to the main town center of commerce, and your cell phone doesn't work. And it's not one carrier. It's multiple carriers. And I am suspect of something weird going on there (laughs) because it doesn't make sense. I get better reception on my 5G in the middle of the country where we live than I do in the middle of a bustling port city. And it's bizarre.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Is, so that in the, is that in the bitchery stream on your Facebook feed? Now you're in the Portland groups and you get to be involved in the bitchery stream? I have stream? not
1: joined any Portland groups, <laughs> but I did see that bitchery. Oh. And I high-fived it virtually. Oh. Didn't like it. I just high-fived it. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we yeah. ate
0: a dowel. Yeah, yeah, that food. That's That's S- something worth talking about. Savannah
1: and, and I ate lunch there when it was just she and I one day because she wanted Asian food and we were on the way to school. It's near her school. And I'd heard about it. I'd heard mainly that it has some of the most authentically cooked and best quality Peking duck. Now, I'm not a Peking duck go-to guy, so that didn't tempt me. But anyone in our city, our old city, that was making Peking duck well, that, got, that caught my attention. Anybody that made vegetables well caught my attention. Well I, <laughs> so that's what happened here. Well, Savannah and I went, and I was eager to bring you all there. So yeah. she had her play the other night. Yeah.
0: Her play was fantastic, you guys. It was? Yeah.
1: We all collected at Dow. Mm-hmm. I walk in. There's some friends sitting to the yep. right.
0: The restaurant's really nice, like uh-huh. clean, and it's got good furniture in it. And I
1: think you tell this friend of ours that this is a, your first time to be there. Yeah, and after I like, had oh, sat down, I we're here. We love it here. We come here all the time. Mm-hmm. I sit down because I got there last with my mom to some fried noodle wrapped yes. shrimp. Fried shrimp
0: that I can eat because they were wrapped in rice noodles, rice noodles mm-hmm. and then fried. They were great, and I rather wish than a flour. Get, bag. Yeah, and I wish we would get another one of those again next time. Yeah,
1: and you tell me that you'd like to order. All
0: <laughs> yeah, literally the
1: 30 different they, vegetable dishes that are available.
0: They had the best, what I would call vegetarian menu of any place I've been to in my area. Any place.
1: We had settled on what we were going to order when our friend at the next table, two dishes are delivered. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there trying to pick on which things I'm about to order. I look up the waiter and then all of a sudden he says like, oh, your friends bought you the mushrooms, with bok choy, and the eggplant. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited.
1: So what I, we decided to do in that moment was rather than reduce what we would have ordered by two dishes.
0: We reduced it by one dish. We
1: added six more dishes. <laughs>
0: no, we did not. I ordered the Asian lettuce with garlic sauce on it. Mm-hmm. If you like greens, if you like well-sautéed vegetables, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, this... Type of thing. Look for it on any menu that you're at.
1: The dry sautéed green beans.
0: Yes, those were so crisp and delicious. Better than P.F. Chang's. I hate going to P.F. Chang's in our area because it's at the mall. And I don't want to freaking go to the mall. But P.F. Chang's is consistent. However, this place was better than P.F. Chang's. That eggplant that my friend ordered for us, it was fantastic. It was actually one of everyone's favorite things on the entire so we also ordered another appetizer toward the beginning. It was a cucumber salad with red bell peppers chopped up in it. And Mm. it had a bunch of garlic in it. Yeah. And your mom loved it. Right. That was fun to for her to come in and get excited about something. We all left that restaurant to go to a high school theater play and sit very close to other people reeking of garlic, yeah, okay. which I don't even care about. because not bother me. I love the way garlic tastes. And also, if you eat a lot of garlic, the mosquitoes don't like you as much.
1: Your dad ordered a lamb dish. It was good. It was tender, I ate a bite. tender, mm-hmm. tender. Your mom ordered a Peking duck noodle dish. Uh It was our least favorite at the table, but But what are we talking about? I I mean, everything Mm was so good that Mm -hmm. if something had to be at the bottom of some kind of list, that Mm -hmm. that would have been it. Mm -hmm. Not a Peking duck dish like the full duck brought out presentation, but I guess they had used some of the meat in the noodles. I mean, even
0: the vegetable fried rice was stellar. Yeah. Big chunks of scrambled eggs and deliciously cooked vegetables. Rice was perfect.
1: Do you know how I know that we were enjoying the experience so much?
0: How? How do you know? How?
1: Because we ordered as much food as we did.
0: Oh my God, we had enough for three meals. We had
1: walked into a place, right? And anyone can relate to this. You walk into some kind of new place. You see friends who are vegetable oriented, produce oriented. Right, 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 right. They send you over their favorite couple of things, some of their favorite things to make sure that you taste exactly like, we come here for this. And we want to share that experience with you. Then we're sitting down, we open up a menu that's as thick as a phone book. Also rare in our city. And there is, as you say, a vegetable section that's as big as the enchilada section at other types of restaurants in our city. (laughs) And And we just don't get that and everything is cooked excellently and we can't wait to go back. That kind of restaurant in your town, no matter where you live, we would like to make a list of those so that when we visit your town, that's where we want to go.
0: Okay, my favorite part about the menu, it kind of set me on the right note at the very beginning Mm -hmm. of the meal and Mm -hmm. I sat down and there's a section at the very, very back of this thick menu that says Americanized Chinese food on it. Oh my God, you've made my life better. You've made my life better because we can say out loud things like this is Americanized Mexican food or this is Americanized Chinese food.
1: But we're willing to make it for you. It's bold. Thank it's, you for being so honest. Honest, it's honest, but it's also bold because I could see people feeling offended.
0: I don't even not care. offended. Offend offended, offended, maybe, your butt.
1: but like <laughs> it was perfect for my mom, right? Because she's she the kind of person that, that when she goes to a new Chinese food restaurant. Like a typical Americanized. And again, the Americanized dishes were Kung Pao chicken, sesame chicken. The things that you see on a Chinese menu most of the time. Mm -hmm. Authentic Chinese food isn't the same. But it's bold in that your customer has to grapple with, well, the only thing that I want is on the Americanized version.
0: I don't, do people really grapple with it? I mean, I don't, it, if it's not, they don't have to with grapple with it that's because, it's a whole in, different conversation. They don't
1: have to grapple with it because other restaurants aren't making them aware of it. They're buying into and going along with the notion of it. It's nothing wrong with it. It's not bad. Eat Chinese food wherever you want to. My favorite in Chinese fact, we'll food is it, the Americanized here. <laughs> Szechuan place. You know, the, the Szechuan place, the Hunan chicken, the rich, thick, dark sauces. That's my favorite Chinese food until maybe now.
0: The conversation that we've been having about sodium and sweetness has been a real ongoing conversation. Ask me
1: about phosphates.
0: Yeah. It's been an ongoing conversation since the beginning of our relationship. I kind of jokingly said when I met you that you were dealing with some typical, not things that I wouldn't call typical for a... Late thirty-year-old man like Metamucil and stuff like that, and I was like, the moment I met you, I was like, yeah, we can fix that. That's just you're eating crap. Let's, I had
1: one bout diverticulitis. Things. Let it go. It was no, a I'm long not, time ago.
0: It's you. Diverticulitis is caused by not eating green things.
1: So I it haven't doesn't matter had, what age I haven't owned out. Metamucil in almost a decade.
0: Since you met me. Mhm. That's exactly. I literally took it out of the closet and threw it away. He <laughs> like, "Well, what about eat it?" No. Try I'm,
1: this. What is that? These are just radishes, dummy. It's a veg it's
0: lettuce. Have you when was the last time you ate some lettuce? <laughs> oh, it
1: wasn't that bad.
0: <laughs> so it has been a, a fun ongoing a fun. It's been literally our conversation at the dinner table sure. since we met. Still have it. But I feel like The last few weeks, every conversation at the dinner table is about food is medicine. It is about our lifestyle and diets related to food.
1: I'm noticing a lot more folks, what, paying special mind? I
0: don't think you have a choice anymore. I'm glad that I've learned as much as I have ahead of the curve a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not just for myself and my family, but for other people that are asking me now. You know, asking me questions about... What do we do to not only prepare for potential food shortages, but to also prepare our health for, okay, well, if we have food shortages, that we have access to f- good food so that we can continue to poop. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what if you can't get the Metamucil you're used to taking?
1: Yeah, but even above the food shortage, I mean, my point was All I'm seeing it. people talk about healthy food in a way that seems new.
0: Yeah, a friend of mine is coming to South Texas. He's specifically coming because he wants to join us at a little housewarming party we're having. Mm -hmm. But part of the deal with getting him down here is if he's going to come down here, then he teaches sustainable agriculture. And so he's coming down here to teach herbs for health. And then I kind of added into the mix this farm forage concept. Right, it's like, yeah. we're going to go around the farm. We're not only going to look at like the,
1: Oh, pirini- this is a class here.
0: It's happening here. Oh. Yeah. And it's going to be looking at your traditional kitchen herbs and a lot of things you grow in your kitchen gardens, kind of traditional things that most people would know about Mm -hmm. in their gardens, but maybe would have never considered how to use it for something besides edible, like there's other medicinal uses for it. If you're eating it for edible purposes, it understand also all the medicinal things that it gives to you just because you're eating it. So maybe eat even more of it, grow it, that kind of thing. But also, what's on your land? So for us, it's the farm. What's on this 10-acre patch of land that has medicinal benefits to us? Like I always like to talk about yarrow. Yarrow is a really is really good for your skin. If you get a skin laceration, if you put a piece of yarrow on top of the skin laceration, you will stop the bleeding faster. And then you can deal with the healing quicker because the bleeding has stopped and it doesn't set in with bacteria and all those kinds of things. This has been a conversation that I've seen a lot of people asking a lot of questions about perennial natives on my property, about what should I be planting the health benefits of plants. So getting him down here, I'm excited to have his information about this because he posts things like this today that gets me thinking, you know, everything I ingested today was an antioxidant. I can still fit in my USA army uniform from 25 plus years ago. I can still fit shirts I had in high school 30 years ago. My T levels of an 18 year old, Everything I ate today was antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer, anti-diabetic, anti-stroke, anti-obesity, no faker fast foods, no fluoride, no GMOs, no pesticides or other synthetic endocrine disruptors, no pork, no poultry, and no processed meats. Think before you eat. You know, I don't even follow all of that stuff, but I get what he's saying. I'm I just seeing do. more and
1: more posts like that, like a video game badge when you do something. Good. In mm-hmm. the video game, you get a badge. Mm-hmm. You play five days in a row. I ate one whole day with the food is medicine concept. Mm-hmm. Or I've done it 10 days in a row. I've done it three weeks in a row. One year ago today, I started that three week sugar fast, you know, making purposeful decisions to eat a very specific way that when you wander around America, it's difficult to eat sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah. When I went to my Warrenton trip, it was very challenging to be up there where what food was available was available. It was very hard for me to feed myself, really mm-hmm. was. One of the ongoing conversations here at the farm with my parents and everything is about anti-inflammatory diet kind okay. of things. Because I have a tendency to have joints that inflame. Yeah, And that's been something that's gone on my whole entire life. And I learned a couple of decades ago that there were certain things that I could ingest, stop ingesting, all of those things. Whenever I start feeling this, like, it's like a gout feeling, basically. It's like okay. joint, a lot of joint pain. And my parents play tennis and they are hardcore. They play like tennis, like every day. They play tournaments all weekend long. And they're trying to stay fit and healthy playing tennis all the time. So they get inflammation in their joints and in their muscles. And, makes sense. What are the things that we can eat and drink? And so I shared an anti-inflammatory diet YouTube video by um, a female doctor. I thought it was really impressive. But honestly, one of the first things she said, stop drinking sodas. Uh-huh. Stop drinking soda waters. Like at the very, very beginning of her video, before she got deep into telling you what she believed was an anti-inflammatory diet of like 10 specific things that you should and shouldn't do. If I had to just pick one thing, it would be stop drinking soda waters do that one. right? And that's the first step. And that's, you know, me, you know, that that's always been my thing. Just stop drinking soda waters. Take one step at a time. Once you've accomplished that one, then go on to the next one. And your body will tell you because you, you've begun to let your body heal. These are the ongoing conversations. And this is what I'm, I've been trying to explain to a lot of people. When my mom comes over for a smoothie bar every day at two o'clock, because <laughs> that's when she breaks fast. She has a complete and total understanding that I am literally making her supplement of the day. Here's your smoothie. She's heard in some of her ether whatever that your body needs 30 plants a day. A smoothie is a pretty darn good way to get you closer to the goal. I'm constantly saying if you drink these high vibration smoothies, they literally regenerate your cells. Like you become energetic and alive again. I come in from the garden. I've been sweating out all the salts. I have worked and worked and worked. I'm sore. She's come back from yoga or tennis or whatever. She has a terrible life. She's come back from yoga or tennis or that massage or the weekend trip with the girls, whatever, whatever. And she's worn out. So she's got to get her smoothie on. She's getting her cells all regenerated. We're not all active for the afternoon. It's like drinking a cup of coffee at two o'clock, but instead it's a green smoothie that's full of zinc and vitamin d and antioxidants and protein you say and...
1: green smoothie uh-huh and a segment of people go what the hell i like my smoothies banana strawberry
0: you might as well just be eating a cookie if you're just gonna put nothing but banana and strawberry in. i'm
1: it. not here at the two o'clock smoothie hour but on the weekends i'm here you do and you, get you, at you the brunch said, hour. <laughs> do you want a smoothie mm-hmm. and i said stop asking Right. You, you never have to ask me that again. It is green, sometimes purplish. Mm-hmm. It depends on what you're putting in it, well, of in course. Well, in
0: the anti-inflammatory video I was watching the other day, she said more berries. Okay, ah. they're going to be a little more pinkish-brownish sure. these days. So
1: I'm more drinking the berries. green smoothie. I'm giving the green smoothie to my daughter, the pickiest yes. person in the house, and they are delicious. <laughs> you're doing something to make sure that There's, they're they delicious. they got to be
0: sweet. they got to be really nice and cold. And they gotta smooth they gotta be smooth. Yeah. They gotta flow. I don't even need a straw for my smoothies. They're so
1: I need a straw to get it past my your beard, mustache your, and beard. Yeah. But you told me yesterday that I need to trim and I, I need to get that done quickly because I think that it's lowering my kissing stock.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you you look like a walrus with stuff dripping off of you all the time.
1: Well, the, and the green doesn't look good. Bl- 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 But, okay, you said phosphates earlier. You brought that up. Well, my mom's dealing with some kidney stuff and some, you know, older age stuff. And I believe that at the ripe old age that she's at, she's finally understanding that food is medicine. And I I wish that maybe she had learned that a little earlier in life. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I believe that the cause and effect has been narrowed down to... She's on a very strict, no, not low, no salt diet. Yeah. No phosphorus diet. Now, what does that mean? Pick up the box, pick up the can. If the word phosphate, and there's other versions of phosphorus, is on the side. Oh, good Lord. I gave that side, stuff up years ago. Not if you open a box and eat a cracker. I know that you're eating I'm some all different all crackers, mm-hmm. but anyone that believes that needs to begin looking at those labels again. Mm-hmm. Now, my mom's not a label reader. Mm-hmm. my mom is that looks good i'm gonna eat it reader mm-hmm. so now as i do the shopping she's tasked me with making sure that that's not coming in mm-hmm. because the result of the salt and the phosphates for someone that has her condition congestive heart failure we're getting to the point where it could be potentially fatal and I, the, she's waking up to that and the doctor's not saying let's increase your medication the doctor's saying you have to not consume these things Produce uptake, and I'm buying it for her, is remarkable. I popped in on her the other day, unexpected. And she had made her big Tupperware full of like crunchy green stuff, salad, mm-hmm. celery, radishes. Okay, I could go on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. The way that she likes to eat a salad whenever she's eating a salad. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want to cook. So she's eating a lot of raw produce.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say. It's not unusual at all She's As a single, single woman people. that
1: age, she doesn't want to cook a meal like we Absolutely. do. What's she going to do with three quarts of pho?
0: I will tell you that as a single woman for the short amount of time that I was a single woman, mm-hmm. and I've known other single women, we don't cook when there's no kids around. We eat a lot of raw food. There's a lot of ingesting of like... Some cheese, which isn't technically raw, but, like, we don't have to cook it. And some nuts and some grapes Mm -hmm. like, like a carrot. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, I wouldn't eat. And that's what
1: it is easy for someone like that or someone that doesn't feel like cooking to go to the cans and the boxes. It's so simple. You know that it is. To go to the prepared dinner that you throw in the oven I just, for 30 that, minutes. I
0: don't know that it's safety. Easy, I don't know it's that easy. easy. I don't easy. know that easy, though. It's even easier to just eat some walnuts and some cheese and some... But that's not a meal. It is to me.
1: Understood. But that's not a meal. A meal is what we know everyone thinks a meal is. I guess that's
0: why I bring up single women. I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure that I'm going to be corrected, but the idea of heating up... For an hour in the oven, the hungry man, whatever thing, we only do that for men and children. We don't care. We don't need that lasagna dinner, the burrito thing. We don't need all that. We just need to put some food in our mouths.
1: It it is a constant learning stream.
0: It is. And I don't... So I I don't know if my
1: mom is all the way there. She isn't. But I I am watching her get there. I'm watching her move down that spectrum one little step at a time. and, And fear of death is a prime motivator.
0: And see, that's the thing that's interesting about it with me. It's never been a fear of death. Never, never. Like, if I died tomorrow, I'd be like, okay, I died. That, that happened. And my people would be very sad. But it's not about And right, I know I'm supposed to burn you up. It's about living.
1: And put your ashes into the butt base of a tree. Listen to me, friends. Please
0: listen to me. My choices in this don't have anything to do with extending my life. Nothing. They have everything to do with living the life that I live right now well.
1: Yeah, your parents want to be able to play tennis for many, many years.
0: I want to live well. I want to feel good. I want to enjoy my life. I want to enjoy my life. So today, when my friend Susie that was here for the test kitchen asked me, are you a celiac or do you just choose not to eat gluten? And I said, well, I don't really know the answer to that question. But when I started dealing with my thyroid issue, I was encouraged to stay off of the grains So I did that shift for a while. I fasted from grains for a while. And then when my body began healing because I'd been doing good things for it and taking good care of it and lowering the amount of stress that I had, I began reintroducing some of the foods and I reintroduced grains. But when I reintroduced wheat, it made me ill, like vomit ill. It made me have horrible heartburn. It made me have migraines. It made me sick.
1: And that's introducing things one at a time to pinpoint what it would be that's doing it. Absolutely. I'm with you.
0: And I don't know whether it, I'm in a celiac situation now or not. I don't know. All I know is that I don't want to feel bad. And so even if maybe I started eating it again and it really just became a situation where, oh, it just gave me a little bit of heartburn. I'm tired of those days. Oh, I'm just going to go eat some fried food even if I have heartburn afterwards because I stuffed my face so full of fried food. Cuz it tasted really that good while I was eating. I'm literally sick it. at the end of the meal. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like that. That's worse than death
1: to me. Well, I suppose that's part of the reason why we spent so much time talking about animals last week because we're growing them for food for a specific purpose. That's exactly right. chickens. It's the eggs currently. Yep. You talked about goats someday. Then you talked about the next thing is going to be rabbits. And then two days later, it's like, oh, by the way, we're buying the rabbit hutch. And I've talked to our friend Rick who has rabbits. So we'll be getting rabbits really, really soon. I'm like, damn, these people move fast.
0: (laughs) I go sit over there and have coffee every weekday morning. And at one point I'm like, okay, dad, I need a four compartment rabbit hutch. It was like the introduction of the conversation. During the coffee talk, Mm -hmm. he looks down at his phone for a little while and then he looks up and he goes, like this one, we couldn't make it for this cheap. I'll pick it up. And then I'm like, I'll pay for it. So I have a four compartment rabbit hutch on its way with a... Poop chamber at the bottom of it, where you can let the poop out. Mm-hmm. I think I want to put it over in that little nook over there with a tree behind it, and maybe we kind of close it off so that they can actually get down and m- go around in the grass down oh, underneath okay. the tree like and idea. all that. And uh, we really, like our
1: animals to have a full life. Well, well I
0: want to make them yes. some runs and some things too, like the chicken. So are we have, okay.
1: So but, are we breeding rabbits? Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Okay.
0: So we'll get two does and one male. Okay. And we will breed them at a very slow and methodical rate to the point that we've got a set of meat rabbits that we then process ourselves and put away in our freezer.
1: Now, my introduction to rabbit... And some wh- friends
0: that might want some could also get some as well. Yeah. I like that
1: idea. Well, that was my introduction to rabbits. Was a friend said, you want a yeah, rabbit? Yeah. The and you black was, market, you were there. There. Rabbits, was black market rabbit. Rabbits, black market rabbit. Want some rabbit? You kind of, well, rabbit, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yes. I said, Yes, I do. What's the deal? They come butchered, mm-hmm. gutted, mm-hmm. vacuum sealed. And he, here's what I like to do. And yeah, he right. gave me a few recipe ideas. Yeah. Well, how much is a rabbit? 10 bucks, right? Something like that. Yeah. It wasn't much money. Then, then the rabbit, the black market d- dried up. I haven't had a rabbit in a good long while, so well, I,
0: that's because we don't hang out at the farmers market anymore. Because I'm telling you, that I was telling on. my parents the other day that, like, every once Maybe in a we while, say that
1: out loud you would hear blow the their cover.
0: no, it's not anything. That's not it. People have the right to do anything they want, and technically, it's legal, but it's not as something that you go to a public market and do. Sure. So the network of people that hang out at the farmers market, rumor is so and so has some rabbit. Do mm-hmm. you want some? She's bringing them next week. Yes. That's it. We're just at a meeting point. That's legal in Texas.
1: Well, that's good to know because Yeah, it you sounds can still like over, do
0: things in Texas.
1: It sounds like over the next year, months, I will be learning a lot about raising, breeding, butchering, packaging, cooking rabbit.
0: Yep, it's our next big it's our next big adventure.
1: Don't go anywhere, dinner table talk friends. <laughs> The I just added an just gonna get more another and more whole season of
0: information.
1: He did. <laughs> Sometimes I make a steak on purpose for you. Yes. And
0: There was conversation about somebody shoving a steak up my butt because I was losing too much weight. Right.
1: And I, I, I didn't put it up your butt. Let's, let's really be clear about that. I put it on a plate for you to enjoy. So, yes. yeah, I made that steak. I made that ratatouille again, the one that we just talked about. Yes. Because we have those vegetables, and I right. knew you liked it so much, and I gave away all of our leftovers. Yes. So I made that again next to that steak. And for the first time of many times, I heated up. Twenty-five pounds of amazingly cooked vegetables from Dow.
0: Yes, we all brought the home Asian four <laughs>
1: big to-go boxes. We had
0: rice for a couple of days. We were good. We were good.
1: <laughs> so I just heated that up alongside, and there yeah. you go. You're like, did you make a salad? I'm like, I know. I've, I just I got twenty-five pounds I of vegetables green, here.
0: I gotta eat fresh greens. Man. No, but eat this more bok choy. Eat this bok
1: choy. More, more of them. Then I knew when I tasted that steak, which had a lot of fat marbled into it, that it would be perfect the next day when I wouldn't be here. Yes. For you to have that leftover cooked meat to make my suggestion quesadillas.
0: Yeah, it actually worked out really nicely. We we had a little dinner party without you, by the way. Well, that's,
1: mm-hmm. this is kind of sucky. Mm-hmm. Honey, here's some meat. Make some quesadillas. I bought you some tortillas that are gluten-free. And then I'm on the Mom Aislinn Me chat where it's, I want quesadillas.
0: No, no. This is what happened. You spoiled it for yourself. You told the world that we had tamales.
1: You had asked me to go into town and get some of those gluten-free tamales.
0: My friend, I had ordered some tamales from her kiddo fundraiser, all that, and they're Mm gluten-free bean and cheese tamales. So, hey, you gotta go pick them up.
1: I live on a community out here, and I'm going (laughs) to share my bounty. So I have no problem telling the world, your mom, that we had had tamales.
0: Alerted the world that there were tamales going on. She was like a dog
1: that heard a great noise. "Um, I heard there's
0: tamales. Um, I heard there's
1: tamales, and I want them in my mouth. (laughs)
0: Are we having tamales for dinner tonight? And I said. Well, I was planning on doing quesadillas, but I left one of the tamale dozen out in the refrigerator so we could do quesadillas and tamales. And she goes, well, I can make, and I said, Spanish rice. And she goes, I can. And so then we had a really lovely dinner with these Did you make some dao
1: leftover Asian vegetables on the no, side? No. God, were- I
0: was so sick. Of, by the time I, like... No. By the time
1: you've had it three times?
0: Four times because I re-ate oh, again. like that night <laughs> It was so good. I was like, I need more of this. I just ate more of it. In case you yeah. haven't heard,
1: we ordered a lot of food at Dow.
0: <laughs> In case you hadn't heard, they were trying to stuff a steak up my butt. Mm-hmm. So I was eating more food to keep people from sticking steaks up my butt.
1: So how was the Mexican feast?
0: It was delicious. Of course, I've got my gluten-free tortillas, but everybody else had regular tortillas. And I love the little griddle in the middle of our gas stove. It's so nice. Hey,
1: listen, if you want me to talk about different components of our kitchen that are awesome, (laughs) one one a week, I've got 17 years worth of material. Every time anyone
0: comes into our kitchen for even a second, they're like, this is a... Awesome kitchen. I'm yeah. like, I know. I'm so proud of it.
1: So it's a four-top gas grill, but in the middle there is a long from front to back griddle.
0: So I made the quesadillas on that and mm-hmm. it works really, really well. I had yeah, it I, cleaned I it had it nice and heated, all ready to go. So mm-hmm. then I just threw that tortilla down, sprinkled some cheese on there, laid my steak all nice and cut up across the bottom, then flopped some of that ratatouille gratin and stuff, made sure I spread it out real oh. good. Put some more cheese up on top of there. Threw another tortilla on top of there. Once I got a little melty, I gave it a little flip, which was actually really easy. I made some awesome quesadillas. Then Savannah came in. Mom, Dad, Savannah, and me sat at our little four-top.
1: Wonderful. Had
0: dinner table talks without you.
1: I was back in Corpus <laughs> discussing Japanese horror. Oh. So I was having my own little heavy All right all, right, all
0: right, Well, hey, while we're in this intellectual vibe, why don't you kick over a question and we can deep dive.
1: all right i'll ask the question it's the next in the series of the film questions that detail your life through film you can go back to the last four episodes and hear the previous questions what's the film that you used to love but which doesn't hold up now i'm gonna
0: say this and i'm gonna hate it a little bit after i say it I because I mean. really, really do love these movies. But every time I turn them on, I'm like, dang. Mm-hmm. I was such a kid when I was watching these movies. Mm-hmm. There's actually three that come to mind right away.
1: I'm dying to hear this answer.
0: Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, and The NeverEnding Story.
1: You loved them Although as I a kid? Although I think I need to go back and love... watch
0: NeverEnding Story again. Mm-hmm. But The Labyrinth, I, uh, The Labyrinth so fun just because it's David Bowie mm-hmm. and just the
1: whole experience Jennifer of The Connell. Labyrinth.
0: Okay, then if I had to pick one of the three, it would be Dark Crystal. Well,
1: you certainly listed three films in a very, like, almost the same genre. Yes. Fantasy. My
0: favorite movies when I was a kid. So what
1: is it? The the effects don't hold up? Yeah. You're not getting the same feeling? You've grown up and you're more callous to the world and you can't accept the fantasy elements? I guess so. You don't like David Bowie anymore?
0: I love David Bowie. I believe that David Bowie started... The Left Behind series back in 2000, was it 17 when he passed or 18? He started this whole, like, everyone's dying thing. David Bowie started it. It might have been Prince. But those two people, like, when we lost them, the world was done.
1: Okay. Um, (laughs) Fight Club leaps to mind.
0: Oh, God, no. Fight Club's amazing.
1: Did you watch it recently with me? I had to watch it for the other show.
0: No, because I don't go back and watch things. I mean, that's the hard part. of Because the question for me. is,
1: what film did you used to love, which doesn't hold up now? So you've watched it recently? Yeah, and it hold re- out mo- out. yeah. Hmm. But Fight Club is about toxic masculinity, right? That's the whole point. And I believe that it captured an, a zeitgeist, angsty moment in time. But I'd like to believe that we have moved past that.
0: Go have a long lunch. And it's-
1: well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime,
0: hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you.
1: And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you.